Hi, my name is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime Crime Stories, Stories. a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. True crime headlines. True crime headlines. Okay, so I decided to um, not have such dire, crazy true crime headlines this week. So um, both of mine are kind of fun and interesting. The first one, I guess, is technically not a crime, but it's definitely an interesting happening. This is from the... <laughs> it's a different... Interesting happening. This is from the Daily News. It was um, published on March 23rd, 2021. And um, the headline reads, Man finds shrimp tails in Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Company pr- promises investigation. So Jensen Karp, who is a um, producer, he's a comedian and TV writer and a producer, um, discovered that there were shrimp tails in his, that were covered in cinnamon sugar in his bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. Now, the funny part is he already ate one bowl and it was when he was pouring the second one that he found the oh shrimp God. tails. Yeah. So he like tweeted to cinnamon toast crunch's Twitter and tagged them and he's like, "Yo, what up with the shrimp tails material? Like I promise this isn't a bit. Like there's really shrimp tails." So, first first cinnamon toast crunch was like, "Oh, we're going to take a look at that. And then they're like, they tell him that it's not shrimp tails, but it's actually an uh, accumulation of the cinnamon sugar. And there's no possibility that there was cross contamination with shrimp. And then he's like, okay, this is effing shrimp tails. Right. Funny little factoid. Jensen Karp's wife, who was Danielle Fischel, a.k.a. Topanga from Boy Meets World. Really? Yes. yes. She looked at, so they got the, it was like a double bag pack that they got at Costco. So she pulls out the second bag from the pack to investigate that. It was like taped, oddly taped up on the bottom. And she found like used dental floss inside. So now also in the original bag with the shrimp, there was also string. There was black dots baked onto the cinnamon squares and even found like it looked like a pea that had cinnamon sugar on it. So there's like no additional information about this yet. But um, yeah, General Mills is saying that they are going to investigate, but could say with confidence that this did not occur at their facility. I at first thought when you said the shrimp tail, I was like, someone was probably eating shrimp while they were sitting there working and somehow they fell in. But now when you say all those other things, it makes it sound like somebody in between like it leaving the factory and And getting getting to Costco, getting like, yeah, put shit in this bag. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's fucking gross. It Uh, is fucking gross. Do you want to hear what happened to me the other day? And I fucking had a meltdown. Hmm. So I accidentally... Well, this is called I was being fucking lazy because sometimes I get in these depressive states where I just can't do anything. I didn't close my bag for my mini weeds. So I'm sitting there pouring my mini weeds in. I'm eating my food. And all of a sudden I just see this little black dot. Mm. And I was like, I thought it was like probably, you know how sometimes they get a little overcooked, the grains? No, that shit was a fucking cockroach. A baby cockroach. And then I felt violated all day. Like, I would have been violently ill all day. I literally I had, I could not eat like anything for like a long time. Like, oh yeah, that was one of his quotes too. He's like, cinnamon crunch is like the only cereal I will eat. And now I will never eat cinnamon toast crunch again. Yeah. There's no way I'm scared Well, this for is life. the thing. Like, and I, you know, last night, mind you, we're in the middle of a pandemic still. 
We went to Dunkin' Donuts. I mobile ordered something because I cooked dinner last night. It was fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Did not come out good. I didn't eat it. I ended up like throwing it away because mm-hmm. it was so bad. So I ordered all this food from Dunkin' Donuts. I show up there like, oh, the, our ovens are down. Meanwhile, the girl has the mask down here, like not even covering her mouth or her nose. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, just I'll take a refund. She's like, do you want it on your card or cash? And I was like, well, just give it to me in cash. Gives it to me in cash. And as we're pulling away, she's like, <coughs> and I'm like, hand sanitizer. <laughs> like, I was just like, I fucking cannot. Like, I was I like, and I told Jeremy, I said, I told my boyfriend, I said, you know, I know that it happens. I just don't want to know that it happens. Correct. I, yes. I just don't want to know about it. Yes. I want to be ignorance is blessed when I'm eating my food. Yeah. For, for real. Like, when it comes to anything. Like, I don't want to see... Mm-hmm. Because it does. It'll scar you. Like, it's not going to make you want to eat yes, that Yes, you're ever never going to eat that ever again. And it probably wasn't even the, the cereal company's fault. No, I think it was 100% the cereal company's fault. I know. Think? I think I know exactly what happened. What? Okay. So they found a pea. The little black things that were baked onto the Cinnamon Toast Crunch literally look like burnt rice. They're shrimp tails. I think somebody on the assembly line was eating eating food. lunch. They ate their fucking <gasps> shrimp fried rice yep. and spilt some shit into the fucking food. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about the dental floss? They were probably. <laughs> I don't that, know. Oh, that's that's the only thing because that's or, what I was thinking is that someone was, was eating their shrimp. It was their last day. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and they're and they like, "Fuck like, this place. Yeah. I'm out." Yeah. Damn. But yeah. So, all right. Sue. So, all right. So my second true crime headline, which yeah, is definitely a true crime headline, comes from entertainmentweekly.com. Mm-hmm. And it was published on March 24th, 2021. And the headline reads, Evan Peters to play Jeffrey Dahmer in Ryan Murphy's mm-hmm. upcoming series about the infamous killer. I'm so fucking excited. I love, I love Evan Peters. I'm so excited. Niecy Nash and Penelope Ann Miller are also featured in the Netflix limited series. So Evan Peters, who's made a name for himself playing haunting, terrifying characters, many of them in the world of Ryan Murphy's American Horror Story series, is going to be playing Jeffrey Dahmer. So uh, the the miniseries is called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer Story. It's a Netflix limited series about the serial killer. It was just announced in October, um, but Netflix declined to comment on the casting. So I'm assuming that everything is, like, they probably signed contracts, but they probably haven't started filming yet. And of course, if you haven't started filming yet, everything is subject to change. So they have not commented on the casting. How did you feel about the My Friend Dahmer? Did you watch that? I did not watch it. Okay. I didn't watch it. It was just, it was very interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it just, it, early life, teenager, yeah. like. Yeah. It was, it was okay. Yep. All but, right. So those are our true crime headlines today. They were, like I said, a little bit more light, a little bit more fun. Not so crimey, this, crimey. So. I'll say this week is a little bit more light because the last couple weeks have been very sad. Yes. And so, uh, Nikki, if you want to go ahead and take it away. Yeah. So today my sources are Wikipedia, Vanity Fair, and Rolling Stone. Nice. So I'm doing Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> so my boyfriend brought this one up because I was like, I'm looking for some kind of like more lighthearted, which this isn't really lighthearted, but I mean. Nobody died. Nobody died. He got up. Except for his dick. I mean, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So on June 23rd, 1993, Lorena Bobbitt severed her husband, John Wayne Bobbitt's penis. Which I was always like, John Wayne, that, that's the cowboy, right? Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Like, every time I was reading this, I was like, okay. So, Lorena stated in a court hearing that after coming home that evening, her husband raped her. 
After he then went to sleep, she got out of bed and went to the kitchen for a drink of water. She stated that she saw a eight inch carving knife on the kitchen counter, returned to their bedroom, pulled back the bed sheets and cut off his penis. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it is what it is. So after this, Good for her. I don't fuck yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to... Uh, that's, yeah. that's what we were going to discuss at the end of all this. Because mm-hmm. we go into what happens, who he is from that point to now, and then who she is from that point to now. Mm-hmm. So, um, after this, Lorena left the apartment with $100. John's Game Boy, which I was like, she stole the fucking Game Boy. Yep. And, well, she didn't steal his Game Boy. She just took it. She also okay. took his dick, too. And his penis, <laughs> which she tossed out into the field across from a 7-Eleven. She eventually stopped and called 911, telling them what happened and where the penis could be found. I mean, that was considerate. For yeah. real. She's like, yeah. This part made me laugh, or giggle. John's penis was found after searching for it, and after being washed with antiseptic, it was packed in a saline ice in a big bite hot dog box. <laughs> I had never heard <laughs> that. It's a hot dog and it's a penis. <laughs> they put it and I was the like, visual is grand. I don't know. Oh, I'm man. pretty sure I got that part from Rolling Stone. So I want to believe that that's, that's hey, what happened. Rolling Stone is a journalistic, because, uh, has journalistic integrity. Yeah. I but I was like, how appropriate a big bite hot dog That box. is incredibly appropriate. Right? I was just like... That is apropos of everything is what that is. So, it was reattached in the hospital where he was it, he was treated and the operation took nine and a half hours. That, to me, is fascinating. That, that is, is fascinating. A, that is miracle... That is, like, medical miracle right that there. That is, like... It's and it, like, functioned. Like it, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, like, you know, I mean, we're... You know, if you know what a penis, how it operates, blood goes into it to well, make yeah. it, like, hard. So, it's, it's interesting how they... The reattached fact, it and it still works. And the fact that they were able to te- to reattach the blood vessels in order for it to still be functional as a sex yeah. organ, and the fact that they were able to reconnect the like urethra and yeah. he could actually pee out of it. Fascinating shit. That's in, like medically in, in, mir- miraculous. Yeah. In, my in 1993, opinion. correct. Insane. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was like really cool, but I was like, "Fuck, nine and a half hours." Well, I mean, wow. he was sleeping. He didn't care. Yeah. So, when Lorena Bobbitt was arrested the night of uh, June 23rd, she told the police, he always has an orgasm, and he doesn't wait for me to ever have an orgasm. He's selfish. I said, this conversation with Detective uh, Peter Wentz, which I was like, is he related Pete to... Pete Wentz? Yeah! That's where my brain went. Was uh, tape recorded, and the transcri- uh, transcript was later read in the trial by Mary Grace O'Brien, the Prince William... County Assistant Commonwealth's Attorney Prosecuting Lorena. That's a lot of words. And that's where he came up with the idea for Sugar We're Going Down. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's Patrick Stump is the lead singer. Well, yeah, but he Pete wrote all, the... Pete Rentz wrote all the music for yeah. them, so... Did he? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> I only cared about funny. Patrick Stump. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. So it said, during the trial, the couple revealed details of their via, uh, volatile relationship and the events that led to the assault. Lorena uh, stated that John sexually, physically, and emotionally abused her during their marriage. She said that he flaunted his infidelities and forced her to have an abortion. 
Her defense attorneys, who included the defense lawyer, Blair D. Howard, maintained that his constant abuse eventually caused her to snap because she was suffering from a clinical depression and possible bout of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder due to the abuse. Yeah. Yep. So John denied the allegations of abuse. However, when he was cross-examined by Howard, his statements often conflicted with the known facts, severely weakening the prosecution's case. So both John and Lorena were charged. Uh, marital sexual assault for him and malicious uh, wounding for her. Both um, with maximum penalties of 20 years in prison. And they were both acquitted in wow. separate trials. Because there was two different trials. There was a trial for his, like, the marital rape mm-hmm. against, like, her and then the um, her cutting his penis off. So there's two separate trials. So, obviously, she was acquitted because the circumstance of her attack on him was in the jury's eyes justified because of the marital abuse because uh, she obviously did it she admitted to it well they they so the acquittal has to be because they found her to be not responsible for it i'll get to oh, okay. what they what they got okay. her for so um she testified that John had raped her and physically battered her on multiple occasions prior to the evening of the severing of his penis that they lacked financial stability and that he stole her earnings and spent the proceeds. Mm-hmm. Both the prosecution and defense sides um said um he had dis- uh, demonstrated a history of abuse toward her and that his abuse created a, a context for the assault. Expert witnesses for both the prosecution and the defense testified that he had mentally and physically battered her, that the abuse was escalating, and that by 1993, she lived in constant fear of him. The defense strategy emphasized um, her action as being a mix of self-defense and temporarily insanity, uh, basically constituting an irresponsible impulse due to the history and the pattern of abuse and rape. So it said one expert witness testified that Lorena believed in, um, she believed John's threat. I will find you whether we're divorced or separated. And whenever, uh, wherever I find you, I'll have sex with you whenever I want to. Well, of course she believed him because he did it when they were married. So why wouldn't he do it when they weren't? Yeah. Uh, so John Bobbitt was later acquitted of rape. He had multiple versions of what had happened that evening in question, Relating to the various times uh, to police and to the court that he had not had sex, that Lorena had tried to initiate sex, but he had been too tired, mm-hmm. that they had had sex, but he had slept through it, and that the sex had been consensual. Like, literally, like, every different story in the book. Ugh. So after seven hours of deliberation, the jury found Lorena uh, not gil- uh, guilty due to insanity, causing an, um, basically saying that it was by impulse. That she sexually wounded him. Yeah. So as a result, she could not be held liable for her actions. Under state law, the judge, uh, the judge ordered her to undergo a 45-day evaluation period at Central State Hospital located in Petersburg, Virginia. After which she would be released. So, which I mean, I think, like, if someone is, you know, basically put for insan- insanity, like, that, that's a really good thing is to basically put them... Are you looking into a basically put them into a home right away? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so in 1995, after six years of marriage, John and Lorena finalized their divorce. After the trial, Lorena attempted to keep a low profile and reverted to the use of her birth name, which is Gallo. Yeah. So this is where we're gonna go 
and we're gonna say like what basically happened from point A to point B. And then at the end, we're gonna go around the table <laughs> and say who we believe. I, okay. If you want. <laughs> I was gonna say, I already have an answer, but no, let's yeah, go. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 we're good. Yeah, yeah, So John went on to star in two porno films, which I'm not, you know, do your thing. In September 1994, he appeared in the adult film John Wayne Bobbitt. Uncut. Uncut. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I remember <laughs> Uncut. all that shit. Sorry, no, 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 no. No, go in. Yeah, no, I read that and no, I was like, thank oh. thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So in 1996, he appeared in another adult film, which was called Frankenpenis. Oh, dear Lord. Wow. Also known as John Wayne Bobbitt's Frankenpenis, which I think that's the one that, like, what is his name? He was on, like, that uh, VH1 show, and he always just looked like he smelled. Sorry. He does... Ron Jeremy. Yes, Ron Jeremy. Doesn't he always look like he just would smell funny? He looks like a, he looks like a stinky, pervy old man. Yes. Yeah. Which, it turns out he actually is a pervy old man, because he got, like, accused of years of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I believe it. So, in addition to his brief adult film career... And a time at the Bunny Ranch, which I was like, I don't know what the Bunny Ranch is. I know what the, the, bunny, what's ranch the bunny Ranch is. Ooh, the Bunny Ranch is um, out in Las Vegas. It is a legal brothel out in Vegas. They had a whole documentary about mm-hmm. the. They had a TV show about the Bunny Ranch on HBO. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. And like the women live at the ranch. They'll either live at the ranch or they'll come to the ranch to like stay for the day. And they get like their room, and people come and they like can pick which girl they want and then they take them to the room and they pay for services and they do everything from just like spending time with them all the way through the full jabroni. Oh wow. Yeah. Bunny wow. Ranch. That's actually a very good show on HBO. I actually highly recommend it. I feel like I'm going to have to watch this. Um, so it said he also had a brief stint as a knife thrower in the Jim Rose Circus. I guess knife because of penis getting cut off knife. That's Maybe. why that's funny. Okay. I don't know. They just said that he, he, he was a knife thrower. That's a weird left turn he took there. Yeah. Oh, it gets weirder. He went from uh, the sex trade to throwing knives in a circus. But okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in 1994, he was charged with striking uh, Christina, a 21-year-old former exotic dancer he met while in Las Vegas on a publicity tour. Yeah. So on August 31st, 1994, he was convicted of battery and sentenced to 15 days in jail. of the original 60-day sentence was suspended. And um, the judge, I think it was, oh, no, it was the Justice of Peach. Peach. (laughs) (laughs) I hate when there's no no justice for peaches. The Justice of Peach. The Justice of Peace, William Jansen, uh, told Bobbitt, I firmly believe you have an attitude problem. Your attitude problem is caused by your drinking. I don't think the attitude is the problem, Peach. Peach. I mean, it's not, it doesn't help, but I think it's the fact that he's actually just a big asshole. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're good. No, 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 you're good. So on August 10th, 1998, he appeared on the World Wrestling Federation, now WWE, Monday Night's Raw in War television program where he was featured with Val Venus. Is that really his name? Because I was like, that rhymes with penis. Val Venus was one of the divas at the time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Charlie likes WWE. Yes. So not long yes, after, he moved to Las Vegas, Nevada, where he worked as a bartender, a limo driver, a mover, 
a pizza delivery driver, and a tow truck operator. He also had a stint serving at a wedding chapel as a minister of a universal life church there. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. So in 1999, Bobbitt received probation for his role in a theft at a store in Nevada. In 2003, he was sentenced to prison for violating his probation for the 1999 theft after he was arrested on battery charge involving his then-wife, Joanna. My goodness, this guy just can't leave himself alone. Mm-mm. He was again twice arrested on charges of battery against uh, Joanna in 2004. And in that same year, he filed for divorce under his name, which he had taken on her last name at the time. So he basically changed it back to Bobbitt. Oh, okay. Probably because he didn't want people. He obviously didn't care that people knew him before. And now all of a sudden he wants yeah. to be incognito, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it says, in 2014, he was um, severely injured when he broke his neck in a uh, car accident in oh. Buffalo, New York. Okay. Well, yeah. that sucks. hmm So it says, he's also had uh, several elective cosmetic surgeries on his penis. First in 1996 to enhance its length and thickness, and then 20 years later in 2016, he had it reduced. He said, I should have left it alone. Okay, so is that why it was the Franken-penis? Well, I think it was a Franken-penis because it was sewed back on. Oh, okay. Because he... Is it also because he had two little, like, tacks that were stuck on the side of it? I'm going to be honest, I never never cared to look up what his penis looked like. I... Hard pass. No thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just not interested. I mean, I'd I'd be interested to see what it looks like sewn back. Are you... I'm going to look. I kind of want to see what, like, the sewed part of it looks like. Incognito tab. <laughs> Wayne Bobbitt. Penis. Ugh. Oh, my God. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> That's what it looked like? That's terrifying! I can't stop looking at it. What? The same one? Oh, my God. I want to see it I just want to see what it looks like reattached. Like, I just want to see the craftsmanship. I'm going to vomit. This is not cute. This okay. is not. Reattached. Look, the lava lamp looks like his penis right now. It does. It does, actually. <laughs> it looks like a, like a, like one of those hot dogs that come in your, your spaghetti. Yes. Your spaghettios. It does. It looks like spaghetti or hot dogs. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Spaghetti Ohana. Spaghetti Ohana. All right, let's continue. I'll look at it. Okay. So he continues to insist that he is innocent of, well, everything, and actually tells um, Vanity Fair that if Lorena had just talked to him that night in June 1993, instead of cutting off his penis, we'd probably still be married with the family. Oh, my God. Uh, Doubt. 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 So says Lorena would no doubt disagree. The former couple couldn't be more different. Lorena has avoided the spotlight, turning down a million-dollar offer to pose for Playboy at a time when she was the sole provider for her parents, who joined her in the U.S. after her divorce. Uh, She became a citizen. She went back to college. She has devoted much of her time to being an advocate, including starting the Lorena Gallo uh, Foundation, dedicated to prevention of domestic violence. And she has been married to the same man for 20 years, with Mm -hmm. whom she has raised a family. Her behavior hasn't been perfect since 1993. Um, It says in 1997, she made news when she was charged with um, assault for punching her mother as they watched television. Well. Which I was like, 
I mean, I know watch TV with your family. I was going to say, I know my mom listens, so mom, I love you, but sometimes I want to punch my mom too. (laughs) I get it. Though I don't think my mom would call the cops on me. No. She better not. (laughs) (laughs) Or she'd get another punch again. (laughs) So it says she was eventually acquitted of assault and her mother continued to live with her. Yes, because it's your mother. Yeah. I can't believe her mom called the cops on her. Yeah. So it said um, in June 2008, she appeared on the CBS News uh, program, The Early Show, where she talked about her life since the incident. So basically in the interview, she was basically talking about her long-term relationship and how they had a daughter together. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer in people are who they are even after an incident. Yes. So to look back at what happened, I'm not saying what she did was right. Correct. But. Agreed. She honestly hasn't done anything. I mean. I, I, I mean did you see that picture? Want to see it again? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I mean, I would I would like to cut off some people's dicks, too. There's but, a few you know. dicks that are on my list to cut off. I'm not going to lie. I want to be a dick chopper. <laughs> I want to be a dick chopper. <laughs> just cut people's and dicks off. I just pictured the top of a helicopter. I mean, imagine. Helicopter with of dicks. I'm going to be honest. Imagine trying to cut a dick off when it's soft. She no. and she did it. Good she for her. It. I mean, she hey, did. she's a champ. She did. But my whole thing is, is how drunk and drunk, how drunk and fucked up must he have been? Because from what I understand of the story, he didn't know it happened until he woke up later and was covered in his own blood. Uh, see, and that was the thing I couldn't find. There was only one little thing that I had found where it said that he had woke up after it had happened and was telling, like whomever his roommate was or whom whomever the friend was that was staying with him at the time. That he needed to go to the hospital right there and then. But I guess he was being so chill about it, his, his the guy started brushing his fucking teeth. And then he's like, nah, dude, we gotta go to the hospital. I'm missing half of my penis. She like, didn't cut off all the penis. Yeah. We saw the picture. Yeah, it was yeah. only it was just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. So I mean, I'm a firm believer in people are who they are yes. even after. And yes. I mean I, I do believe that people can change. Yes. But you don't fundamentally when, change who you are though. Yeah, like, looking at how both of these people have lived their lives after. Yes. You know, and we're talking about this happened in, what, 1993? It's 2001, so that's what? It's 2021. Oh, what did I say? 2001? What the fuck? It is 2021. Fuck. We'd be just graduating high school. So it's 20, it's been 28 years since this has happened. Yeah. And I mean, you want to... quick math. Well, I mean, I was thinking 21 plus 7. Oh, wow. 28. Oh, that's smart. Good, good way to do the math like that. <laughs> Is that that new math? <laughs> that new math? But it's uh, I'm still carrying the one. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so Can't figure it out. So it's, I mean, it's been 28 years. And so to like look at that, I mean, I would want to say that I be- would believe her in that situation and everything that she's saying, especially when someone else's story continues to change while they're yes. on the stand. Yes. Well, and I remember, I mean, obviously I don't remember much about it because I was young. You figure that happened like when I was 10. Yeah, that happened when I was 10. So like, I remember it happening. I remember it being on the news. I remember like what they look like. I remember the trial. Like I remember aspects of it. I remember it on hard copy. <laughs> Oh, I remember hard copy. Then Entertainment good. Tonight. Hard copy was first, then Entertainment do, do, Tonight. Do, 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 do. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And hard copy was like shunk. It was kind of uh, Law and Order. It was always shunk. Yes. It was like a like hard movie. copy was this more serious, like a news magazine. Good. And then Entertainment Tonight was like Tonight in Hollywood. And it yeah. Was just like it was on both of those stories because it's 
Well, and that's, yeah. and that's basically like, because uh, I was reading an article also about like if it was to happen today, what how it would have been different versus like happening well, then because like back then she got a lot of. Sh- like shit from men mm-hmm. because of it but then like women like viewed her basically as like this feminist like yes but there idol. was also still a lot of women and and also men who really didn't believe that when you are married you can be raped they didn't believe in the fact of rape yeah with your on your uh committing rape against your spouse and i and i felt like and i it's different now Jovi like, may have to check on well I could probably check on this, but I guess in the state that they live in, which is, I believe, Virginia, Virginia, the podcast that I was listening to was basically discussing about the fact that there is a law in regards to, like... Spousal rape. Spousal rape, but at the time, it was, like, it's not considered rape if it happens in your own house. Like, if she was elsewhere... (sighs) Wow. Like, it was basically saying if she was elsewhere and he... At one time in Virginia, a person could not be found guilty of raping a spouse unless they were living separate and apart or the defendant caused bodily injury to the spouse by use of force or violence. Wow. And that and was that the case that changed that law? I think so, yeah. Probably, yeah. Because And that's the whole thing is back in 1993, spousal rape was not considered, like, real. Like, people did not believe the fact that she could claim that he had raped her. Well, that's your husband. How could he rape you? Like no. consent is consent. Correct. Like yes. if I don't want to have sex tonight, I don't want to have sex tonight. Correct. Like, and I, I just and the now I think that if all of this happened now in the lens of twenty twenty one, in the lens of actually twenty ten and newer, yeah. Um, I think that the the views of Lorena would be much different. But mm-hmm. I remember it being not saying that anybody that I knew or anybody in my life was like making fun of her, didn't believe her, but I remember you. Bless you. Oh, thank you. I remember it being such a joke because it wasn't mm-hmm. taken seriously. Yes. Because the trauma that she went through and the abuse that she went through wasn't looked at as trauma and abuse. Yeah. It was just, oh, well, your husband's kind of a jerk and he went and cut his dick off. Like, no, it was years of mental abuse, physical abuse. He was literally raping her. And after all of this time, she had such post-traumatic stress over his behavior yeah. that she she snapped. She snapped. Yeah. Like that TV show snapped. There's literally a TV show. <laughs> yes. is She is the poster child for... Yes, I know. I was very excited. She's the poster child for snapped. The yeah. definition of that. And... It, I agree with you. I, I agree with you, Nikki. What she was, what she did, correct? No. However, but when you, however, when yeah. you look at it through an empathetic lens, can I understand where she oh, was yeah. coming from? I'm not saying I don't. Sure. I'm not saying that I don't understand where she's coming from. Right. I do. Yeah. I just that's that that's. That's an insane story. Look, at least she was decent enough to call 911. Well, and I think that's the thing is, like, truthfully, I'll never forget, like, being a kid and hearing the story. I'll never forget, like, the one time being, we must have heard the news story in the car. Because I can, I have this, like, vision in my mind's eye of being in the car in the backseat with my parents driving. And we either had been talking about it or was on the radio or something. And we were at a red light. And when they said something about her, like throwing it out the car window, I remember like looking down at like the embankment of the road <laughs> and being like, are there penises down there? 
Yeah. And, like, thinking that this happened all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, I definitely feel like I would... Dicks aplenty on the side of the road. Right? (laughs) I feel like I definitely... That's porno he stars in. Dicks aplenty. But, I mean, looking at, like, both of them, I would say that I totally side with her. I believe her story the most out of anything. Because then that's the other thing that they said. It's so much he said, she said. Yeah. And it's... Well, and just the way that he attempted to capitalize on the fact that oh this happened to him. Yeah. And, like, I mean, like you said, you want to star in porn films, bro, and capitalize on the fact that, like, this is a commodity? Sure. Do your thing. Revel in your 15 minutes of fame. Get that money. What do, what do the kids say this day? Get the bag. I don't get, know what get they the say. Bag. I think get the bag is a thing. Get the bag? It's about, like, get, like, a bag of cash. Oh, bag of cash. Get the bag. Yeah. I don't know. You guys can correct me. Um, uh, That might not even be a phrase. I might just be making that up. You just made it. It was on a Wendy's commercial today, so I'm assuming it's about money. Oh, okay. Or about sandwiches. Um, But, like, you do you, bro. Like, fine, whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's actually all of the, all of the happenings after that. Oh, yeah. The fact that he... Continued to continue the abusive behavior. There was a track record up until mm-hmm. very recent history mm-hmm. of this continued behavior of abuse and misogyny, and then then turning around and being like, "It's all a lie." Okay, John Wayne. Yeah. Well, and then like sure, Jan. And then like you. here's Lorena, and it's like, yeah, she got in a fight with her mom, but I'm like, I've gotten a fist fight with my brother. Oh like, yeah. My sister, I have a giant you know. scar on my pointer finger because my sister slammed my finger in a door once. Yeah. I mean, I didn't call the cops on her, Lorena's mom, but whatever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Lorena's mom. I actually, I just, I'm okay with you calling the cops. It's fine. Yeah. I just, uh, oh, that's fine. I'm lying. yeah, I just, I, yeah. Cutting off a penis is very... It's an extreme. It's but, an extreme reaction. Like I said, when when you're in that, like when you have literally hit that wall, and you're like, and that's what she basically had said was that she just went to the the kitchen to like get a cup of water, and then she just saw the knife, and she's like, "This is it." This and that's is my chance. literally like it just something. was like her brain just like she just she snapped. Mm-hmm. And then when she like because when it said when she left, she didn't even realize that she was still holding the penis, and that's yes. why she threw it out the window was because yeah. she didn't realize that she still had it. <laughs> oh. And we all saw it. Yeah, yeah. I fucking I'd be that like, shit oh. too. But yeah, that's my that's my story for the week. I hope it's a little bit more lighthearted than the last couple weeks because I hate crying when I'm telling stories. It makes me really sad. <laughs> yes. And, um, and I hate bumming everybody else out. Yeah, for sure. And obviously all the, the joking around tonight does not yeah. take away from the fact that uh, spousal rape is real. Lorena Bobbitt was undoubtedly in, mm-hmm. in at least I, I think I can speak for everybody at this table undoubtedly uh, you know abused beyond mm-hmm. belief and I'm very happy that she is now in a relationship that is fulfilling and she's a mother and it seems that she is on uh, made it out on the other side a, a better woman for it so mm-hmm. we are making light of the penis being cut off not the abuse that she yes. was uh, unfortunately subjected to so um, and you know what John Wayne I hope you're fine too um no truly i wish you and your frank and dick will so um thank you all so much for listening to us once again we adore every single one of you you are all gorgeous beautiful butterflies and um you know when people piss you off 
cut off their dick. That's the lesson we've learned tonight. Um, all right. So on our socials, we are at bed crime stories. That is Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, once that, uh, TikTok is up and running, we are going to, uh, post that on Instagram. So you guys can visit us on the TikToks. Um, bed crime stories, pod at gmail.com. Send us your, uh, listener suggestions for stories mm-hmm. uh we'd love to hear it or just you know what stop by and say hey we'd love to hear from you like subscribe rate review um wherever you listen to the podcast that's how we get more listeners tell a friend uh, suggest it to a buddy mm-hmm. we appreciate all of you um but yeah i think that's it for us this evening for bad crime stories can't wait to see you guys all next week but until then sweet, sweet dreams, dreams. Ah. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.